0: I think it is so rude when phones go off, amen, when somebody's trying to speak. So I, we won't tell you every week. We used to put it up there, but please turn your phones off because you'll be embarrassed if it goes off, amen. <laughs> oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary, To see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. And my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Amen. do your part for everyone here is called everyone here has an anointing and now is not the time to shirk your responsibility but it's time to grow, it's a time to mature and yes it's time to bear fruit for the kingdom of God for you're not just members of a church but you're citizens of a kingdom. So rise up, Harvest Church, and become kingdom-minded people. As that drum is beating, imagine yourself marching and going forth into this city, into northeast Nebraska. And know, as you're obedient to your faith and your calling, and if you'll do your part, wonders and miracles will follow you. And you will affect people for the kingdom of God. Rise up, Harvest Church, and fulfill your spiritual destiny even this year. Don't draw back in fear, but rise up with the sword in your hand for it's Time to possess the land. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. worship you. In this place today, we give you all the preeminence, all the glory, all the honor that's due your name. Jesus, name above every name, our King, our soon coming King. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. You know, when you were born again, you received Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You received eternal life. But many believers do not know they received so much more. You received authority that's invested in the name of Jesus. And it's one thing to know about your authority... But it's another to walk in it. And in the days ahead, He expects His people to walk in the authority that's invested in the name of Jesus. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. He is Lord of all. So, it's time, Harvest Church, to rise up above your fears and your insecurities and not be so moved by your circumstances day by day but hold your head up and walk in the way He destined for you. Warriors! Warriors! Walking in the authority of the name of Jesus. Father, we worship You today. And we're so grateful for Jesus. We're so grateful for the authority that You have bestowed upon us in His name. Lord, by Your Spirit, Holy Spirit, Spirit of grace, help us. Begin not to just know about authority, but walk in it and produce fruit for the kingdom of God. We thank you for it, Father, this day. Now we thank you for your presence. In all that we do and all that we say, be glorified, Jesus. And everyone said, "Amen." Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, look at your neighbor on the way down and say...
1: We're going to reverse our order a little this morning. Instead of announcements first and then the offering, we're going to receive the offering and then do the announcements. So the last few weeks we've been talking about scriptural ways to give. Tithes, 10% to the storehouse. God will rebuke the devourer and open the windows of heaven for you in Jesus' name. Offerings above and beyond the tithe that you give what's in your heart. You need to sow into good soil because that's where your harvest, your financial harvest comes from. And then in Proverbs 19, there's lots of scriptures, but we'll look at the one in Proverbs 19, verse 17. It says, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. So the third way to give is alms. And basically, that is just help, support, and finances to people that have need. And the thing about it, it says in, in the second part of the scripture, and he, that's capital H, he meaning God, will pay back to pay back what he, small h, that's you, has given. So when you make sure that the people that you have, that you know, and have need and you help take care of that, God takes care of you and you can't give him a much better promise than that. Um, And the thing is, it talks about other scriptures in alms. It talks about not letting the left hand know what the right hand's doing. In other words, when you give alms to people that have need, it should be discreet. It doesn't have to come through the church. Occasionally we will raise finances for someone in need, but but you, you know the people. It's best if you're led by the Spirit and you know somebody that's struggling, a single parent mom or, or somebody that's been through trauma or something, bless them. Because when you bless them directly, you're making a contact with them for God and you know that it's all going to them. So many of these fundraising, you know, go fund me has let its light be known. It's true intentions and stuff. And a lot of that is just emotion driven. You need to be led by the spirit. There are great organizations out there. We have a great organization in Norfolk. Orphan Grain Terrain is outstanding for, for disaster relief. The money goes to where it goes, where it's supposed to go, and they are wise in how they handle it. So, and something like that, just give to them. But, Personally, on a one-to-one basis, you can give. You can sow to people. And that's why it says let the left hand don't be discreet about it because you don't want to embarrass people. Just bless them. And when you do that and you have that heart, God's heart is for people and he will make sure you're taken care of and blessed. So this morning, if you have your tithes and offerings, if you need an envelope, raise your hands. The ushers will get you an envelope. And they can go ahead and receive the offering. While they're doing that, let me give you a couple announcements. We will not have prayer this Wednesday. Tuesday night at 6 is Patriots United, but no prayer on Wednesday night. Next Sunday is Donut Day. Make sure you're here for Donut Day. Uh, We haven't had Donut Day in a couple months, so make sure you're here for Donut Day. It's a good way to just... Get to know people about 9.15 to a quarter till 10. Um, We serve donuts and coffee over there and just come and and get on a sugar high or whatever. (laughs) Also, on the 12th of March is the Patriots United Symposium. There's lots of information back there. It is very important at this time in history to be informed in what's going on in the world. And that's a good way to do it. You and I can't know everything. But you can go and get information from people that do. And when you go, you're also supporting what they're doing. And numbers count. So I would encourage you, if you can do that, all the information is in the back. Go ahead and do that. Um, let me see if I got all that. I think. Then there's one other thing I want to talk to you about. There's a lot of things going on in the world and in the news. If you haven't figured out in the last two years that the mainstream media are propagandists and liars, then I don't know where you're at. Okay? You can't believe everything they're telling you out there. You need to go to accurate sources, and the best sources, to be honest with you, are people like Dutch Sheets, like Gene Bailey on Flashpoint. They have people out there that are getting accurate information. They're Hank. Pastor Hank. That's by the Spirit of God. And to be honest with you, one of the best people, I believe, right now, that will take the world events, knowledgeably, and put it out there so you can understand it and bring perspective to it is Lance Wall now And so you... He's brilliant, and and he has the connections that he knows what's going on. And so don't sit there dumbfounded by the false prophets of CNN, MSNBC, and just the prophets of Baal. Don't be starstruck by them, and don't be deceived into thinking they're giving you the truth. Because Putin is not a great guy, but Zelensky from Ukraine isn't either. And yes, we pray for the innocent people that are being involved, but there's a lot going on that doesn't meet the eye. And so we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So that's my rant for today. Ushers, have you received the offering? Good. Thank you.
0: Not the last rant for the day. Believe you me. I live with her. <laughs> I want to... Um, yesterday we had a conventions of, of states um, event here. And I say this and, and uh, I want you to understand this. Convention of states and Patriots United is God. Bottom line. Now... I realize, especially our younger parents, that have kids and responsibilities. But I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to be a part of this church, you need to be hooked up with these two programs. If you can't go send your mate or take turns, this is what God is doing. And, you know, it's one thing to say you go to Harvest Church, but are you really doing what God wants you to do in this hour? And you know what? There's times, I'll guarantee you, Steve doesn't feel like going down to the Capitol and knocking on doors. But he does it. And sometimes it's inconvenient. And in the days ahead, folks, if you're a true believer, you're going to find things are not always going to be convenient. I know you have jobs, you have responsibilities, but you better start moving God up closer to the top of the list. Oh, he's on a rant too. <laughs> you better take heed when the anointing and the Spirit of God is moving. To listen, what is being said? It's important. Amen. Amen. Would you put that up there, please? <sighs> I want to read to you today. I won't have you turn, but I'm. Gonna, I, I picked two different translations. Uh, a while ago, it's been many minutes, it's been decades ago, probably in 80, I don't remember when it was, 83 or 84, I had a, an experience with God, and I was going through a, some persecution and so, uh, some spiritual attacks, and God spoke to me, and, and uh, I was praying in tongues, and then I interpreted this, and this is what He gave me, sooner than you think, must be prepared no fear and strategy. And so I'm thinking, I was young then, I'm thinking, oh, what's going to happen next week at church? And little did I realize this would be the, the, the four directives that would be my lifetime leading up to something very important. And that's harvest. That's revival. And I I was ready to go on and and, uh, going through uh, about harvest, but I'm going to share with you, I won't get through, but probably a couple of them. But I said the purpose of our series is to help you, the believer, develop a harvest mindset and mobilize you. Remember I said, by the Spirit of God spoke to me last, last year, it's marshal the troops or marshal the forces is what he said specifically. You're the troops and you're the forces. I'm the one. I'm General Patton. And I'll be honest with you. Not everybody's going to come to this church because of that. It's going to be too strong for them. And they're not going to like it. Because they're going to discern there's an authority in this house. And some people will run from that. I've always been drawn to strong leaders. I've had to have strong leaders in my life. I can only follow strong leaders. And through the years, we've said things and done things, and people have left the church, and, you know, too many strong personalities in this church. Well, only the strong survive. It's not the weak. I'm not here to hurt your feelings. I'm here to grow you up and make you men and women of God. That will walk in your authority, and it's you better be praying for your leaders. I can tell when you're not. You better be praying for our family, our spiritual, physical, the whole thing, and uh, because your prayers will will help you know you pray for the angels of God to encamp around spiritual leaders. So no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Amen. Now I want to give you a a couple scriptures. We'll see how far we get today. I want to read this to you today from Matthew chapter 9. This is along the lines of harvest. And this is out of the message translation. It says, Then Jesus made a circuit of all the towns and villages. He taught in their meeting places, reported kingdom news healed their diseased bodies, healed their bruised and hurt lives, and when he looked over the, over the crowds, his heart broke. So confused and aimless they were, like sheep with no shepherd. And sad to say, that's not the unbeliever. Many believers are in this state. What a huge harvest, he said to the disciples. But how few workers. On your knees and pray for harvest hands. I like that. On your knees and pray for harvest hands. And then in um, the Living Bible, in John chapter 4, this is a familiar passage. This is also about harvest. He said uh, in verse 34, Jesus explained... To his disciples, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Do you think the work of harvesting will not begin until the summer ends four months from now? Look around you. Vast fields of human souls are ripening all around us and are ready now for reaping. Say that. Ready now for reaping not tomorrow not next week not next next month not in a year two three years now is the time for harvest then in one more scripture look at mark 16 these are all familiar passages mark 16 Look at uh, verse 14. It says, Later, this is the Great Commission, He appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen Him after He had risen. And He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned And these signs will follow those who, what? Believe. Shouldn't signs and wonders follow us? Do you believe? Are you putting demand on the authority of God? Are you waking up in the morning and declaring signs, wonders and miracles follow me? See, the days ahead, it's not going to be by... It isn't about the preacher behind the pulpit anymore. Yes, they have an important role. It's about you. It's about you. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. That's why you need to know the authority that's in the name. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and they drink any deadly thing. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. There's some important truths from these scriptures. Number one, the harvest is huge. Number two, there's few workers or laborers. Number three, we are to pray for harvest hands. Number four, there's a sense of urgency. I It's in me. It's about today, it's in me. There's a sense of urgency. Harvest is now. And it's number five, it's your responsibility as a believer to go. Quit wondering about whether your neighbor's saved and go knock on their door. Believe God that you have favor that surrounds you as with a shield. He'll give you, you know, the tongue of the learning. Your speech will be with grace. Start believing what the Bible says about you. Not just what the preacher says every Sunday, but get it down on the inside of you that you know who you are in Christ Jesus. It's time. It's time for you to, if, if you're hooked up here in this church, then get hooked up. Too many people are like, you, you just for this analogy, they have their toe out getting ready to dip it in the water. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. No, you've got to jump in. I need a Kleenex. It's time to get get in. I like this it's an old phrase. Get in, get out or get run over. The dogs are barking, but the train keeps rolling along, Steve. Amen. It's about sooner than you think. You must be prepared. No fear. And strategy sooner than you think deals with the suddenlies of God. Suddenlies of God. How, how many of you have ever had God move in your life suddenly? I mean, you you you're, you don't expect it. It's just it just shows up. It happens. It's sudden. Ephesians 5.15 says, See that you walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Boy, does that fit for today. Colossians 4.5 says, Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Time is in the Greek is kairos. It means a specific season, a set time for action. Someone who's learning... To make full use of time because he knows that the time is limited and he must use it wisely. That's where we're at, church. Make the most of every opportunity because events can occur suddenly. Suddenly in the Bible can also be translated straight away, immediately, especially in Mark. You read that gospel, you see the word immediately. In an instant, unexpected, unexpected. Unforeseen. now let me read you some scriptures about where the word suddenly or immediately is used. In Second 2 Chronicles 2019, a young king named Hezekiah made a decision to restore the temple, and it says, "So the service of the house of the Lord was set in order. Then Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced that God had prepared the people since the events took place so suddenly. Malachi 3.1, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. Luke 2.31, Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God. John 6.21, Then they will willingly, they willingly received him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Remember Jesus walking on the water and they were all afraid? Well, he got in the boat and they didn't row back. They just were there in an instant. Mark thirteen thirty five. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening at midnight at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly He finds you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly, say suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. People are hearing sounds from heaven. Sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. I like that. Acts 9, verse 3. Remember Paul? Or Saul, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Acts 16.25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loose. One more, 1 Thessalonians 5, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. How many of you women have ever been pregnant? How many are? No there's how ladies do you remember did did they labor pains come on you suddenly sometimes were you I know you're you're expecting that baby but boom that we agree some of you look (laughs) shell-shocked did it come suddenly for some of you unexpectedly prematurely That baby can come sooner than you think. Here's a dream that Julie Claussen had back on August tenth, two 2007. I read it to you, and then I'm going to have Kathy, you get ready to start. I want you to share about Silver Creek and, and the rabbits. We were talking about that this week. Julie said... In this dream, I was home and I realized I was pregnant and going into labor. I didn't know or have a clue about this. I didn't look pregnant, but I knew I was in labor. I told Shane we needed to go to the hospital because I was in labor. Shane kept asking me how this happened and how come I didn't know. He kept saying, why aren't we prepared for this? To my surprise, we ended up at the church. And as I walked into the sanctuary, there were many beds lined up on the south wall and all kinds of pregnant women in labor that I didn't know. That I didn't know. Are you getting it? There were several church people I recognized along the north wall. See, here we got, she had north and south. Your dreams are like that too. You knew in your dream were the directions... There were, um, our people standing, talking among themselves on the north wall, asking the questions of what are we going to do and why wasn't anyone aware? Some of them looked so dumbstruck they couldn't even respond. As my birthing pangs became stronger, I noticed the other women's pangs were also stronger, and the women in the beds cried out for help. Two nurses dressed in all white were responding. They were coming in and refilling refilling their IV bags and trying to comfort and bring peace to these women. They were obviously overwhelmed and were needing help, yet no one was responding. That means people over here were just, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, the people on this wall needed help. One woman fell out of bed to the floor and was needing help while all the people spectating just looked there and didn't do a thing. I kept asking people, is someone gonna help that lady on the floor? She needs help. And to my surprise, everyone was caught up with themselves, with themselves, with themselves, their own daily affairs. And they kept asking among themselves, why weren't we prepared for this? How come we didn't know about this? Don't ever let it be said. You have not been forewarned about what is coming. Tell them about your dream. Dreams sometimes come, you think it's for a week or two. Many times it's 10, 20 years later. The book Harvest Your Reading was in 87 and is coming to pass now. Go ahead.
1: Well, several years ago, it was probably in the 90s, I had a dream. And if you take the shortcut to Grand Island through Monroe and you go south, right before you get to Highway 30, there's a railroad track. And in the dream, we came up and there was a train coming through and we were parked several cars back. And In the dream, there were cars all over, and all of a sudden, the train just wrecked and just flew off the track, and it just wiped out all the multiple cars going along, except ours. We weren't hurt or harmed by it. And then, I don't know why, but in dreams, sometimes like that, it's just like you go from one place to another. Immediately in the dream, then, we were at a, like a hospital, like some kind of a, institution like that in silver Creek and in my dream, because it was in the kind of the West part, I just knew it was in the West part of silver Creek, but that's where the revival was when I got born again. And there were the wide aisles and, and we were there and for some reason my dad and my uncle were there also. And they just kept bringing in wounded people and bringing in people that were all injured from this multi-train accident and all they did was bring him into, into us and we were just ministering to them and ministering to them. But the other dream I had at the very beginning when we were here in Norfolk, and I had it three times. So what's that mean? He was trying to get my attention for How one thing. How many times did you
0: remember Joseph in Egypt? How many times did he have the dream? Three times.
1: So at that time we lived over on the north side of the river. Now we live just on the south side of the river. And it, the river kind of curved around our, our where our house was. And the dream I had was we were like on a raft, like a Huckleberry Finn-style raft. And on the raft, we had a hutch for rabbits. And there was a mama rabbit. And she just kept having babies. <laughs> And our raft just kept getting bigger and bigger because and we kept having to build hutches. I, when I was a kid, I raised rabbits. So, so we just kept building hutches. And the more hutches we built, the more mama rabbits there were and the more baby rabbits were. And I had that dream three times. It was coming down that river. But, you know, the one thing that's, that's going on right now and it, they talk about with this revival it's for the kids it's for the young people and what we're doing in march with that john tash he's going to teach us how to reach young people how to reach kids so that is so important it's so key and it's so perfect timing right now cuz we What's the, date? the 25th and 26th. plan now plan now we just got to keep building the hutches people we just got to keep building yeah. the hutches
0: Look at Proverbs thirty. I'm, I won't be much longer. Proverbs thirty, verse, um, verse
2: twenty-four.
0: There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. Everyone say wise. So we're going to find out who's wise. And I just I'm going to read this one in verse twenty-five. The answer are people not strong, yet they what? Yet they what? Yet they what? They prepare their food in the summer. So let me tell you this. The first scripture says four creatures that were what? So wisdom prepares. Don't let that go over your head. The wisdom of God will motivate you to prepare for the days ahead. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse, I'll just say, I save, you don't need to turn, I'll just read it to you. Hebrews eleven seven. it says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, being divinely, what have you been warned about the last couple of years, especially the prophetic voices, Pastor Hank, amen, and a number of other prophets, you've been warned about what's coming. And it tells you, did they tell you to get afraid and be in fear? Throw up your hands and give up? No, not at all. There'll be peace, there'll be joy, there'll be vision. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. So if you are receiving, What the prophets are saying in this hour, you're being divinely warned. And at the same time, you should be moved, your family should be moved, the church should be moved with godly fear, preparing an ark. Jesus is the ark. Preparing an ark for the saving of his household. So wisdom will prepare. The fear of God being divinely warned by the prophets will stir your hearts to prepare. Proverbs four three says, Any enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. The way we manage, now listen to this statement, the way we manage the natural side of our lives, will determine how much spiritual ministry God will give us. Let me say that again, That's, don't let that go over your head. The way we manage the natural side of our lives will determine how much spiritual ministry God will give, give us. Achievement comes not by sovereignty alone, but by responsibility. So God just isn't going to wave his magic wand. It's not going to work that way. We're a people that need to be prepared. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going I'm to close with something Mario said. Is that all right? It's powerful. There are people sitting out in churches that don't have a clue today. Don't have a clue. Life is usual. There's a war in the Ukraine. Oh my God, is it Third World War? No. Pastor Hank said it wasn't. I believe the prophets and I shall prosper. This is what Mario says. We have to be ready for when revival and all that comes with it invades our land. Agree? Are we ready? When we ask for something from God, are we living in expectation of what He's going to deliver? Do we plan accordingly? Are we ready for when the plans bear fruit? That's why I'm trying to get your worship team get going. Helps ministry, you got to get going. We lack in the area of people that have knowledge of technology. We better start believing God for people that can run cameras and cameras and computers and, and do stuff and film. Pastor Brad can't do it all, and he shouldn't have to. Are we ready for when the plans bear fruit? As we see revival start to hit our streets, as we see repentance start to sweep through our homes, as we see more friends ask questions and more strangers approach us asking for, well, why are you so happy? Are we ready? Do we have extra Bibles on hand to grab and share? Do we have ideas on where we're going to direct people for solid counseling or to help them get on their feet for a new life? As our children come back to God and need help watching the kids, are we linking hearts with fellow believers and coming up with a plan? Do we have space in our church for extra classes? Pastor Brad, we've worked on that, getting the fellowship hall and getting other rooms ready. Do we have facilities cleaned out and ready for families who might need safe homes? Are we ready as best as we can be for what God is about to do? God is not asking for us to over-strategize or over-plan. That's That's wisdom. We do not need to organize revival or try to guess how He's going to show up. But He's called us to be good stewards of what we have, especially our time. He wants us as partners and friends and He wants us to have confidence in Him that He's going to bring about what we desire, revival and reformation, right? As we have confidence in our God and continue to intercede and expect great things as His ambassadors on this earth, are we as ready as we can be in however way He's prompting us for what He's about to do? We need to be ready for the wave of revival that is coming, for the lost that are coming home, for the broken who are ready to be restored, and for the way it is going to impact our communities. Oftentimes we say, I want, or God, please do. But are we ready for what that means when it happens? The pilgrims wanted a land for religious freedom, but they just couldn't snap their fingers. They had to be part of the process. They had to make the journey. They had to pay a cost. They had to think outside the box. Our role is to pray, is to worship, but is to be ready to love our neighbor no matter when and no matter where they are. Keep praying, but let's be ready for partnering with, partnering with him in what he's about to do. Could you stand up this morning, please? Are you ready? Some of you are catching it. Some of you haven't got a clue yet. You better get a clue real quick. You better get involved real quick. You better roll your sleeves up real quick. You better volunteer your gifts real quick. You either better get in or get out or get run over. You're strong today. Yes, I am. And I'm saying this by the spirit of the living God. God loves you. He's equipped you. Whether you realize it or not. If you don't, your mind's unrenewed. Get it renewed. Get in the book. Start confessing what God says about you. Instead of, oh, I don't feel good. Or I just don't have the ability. I can't do this. Let somebody else in the church do it. That's wrong thinking. That's a bad attitude. And that's what got the the tribe of Israel, all the tribes in trouble because they complained. No complaints here at this church. We work together. We work in unity. We make ourselves available for what's to come. There will be people in this church that will be standing behind this pulpit teaching in the days ahead that you wouldn't believe it. God's raising up a fivefold ministry gift. You might be one, but until you start doing and being faithful in little things, you'll not be rewarded for much with many responsibilities. Serious time. Father, today, I thank you, Holy Spirit. I realize it's been a strong message, but your people need it. I know that. I need it. I do not want the people of Harvest Church unaware or something happened unexpectedly that just causes them to quake in their boots. But Spirit of grace, I'm asking you to begin to move upon the people here and they are good people here, there are faithful people here. But there are also people here that have not made a quality decision to get hooked up with this church. We can't move ahead with dead weight. I pray, Lord, that you deal with them even in the night seasons. They'll make a decision to get in or get out. I pray, Lord God, the people here that are already involved and have set their hand To whatever they can find to do. These are the people that will rise up in the days ahead. And be effective and fruitful for the kingdom of God. Oh Lord I'm asking you. You are the spirit of grace. I speak grace and mercy on everyone that comes through those doors every Sunday. But I pray Lord that you wake them up. Awake to righteousness harvest church and sin not. Wake up, Harvest Church, and hear what the Spirit of grace is speaking in this hour through the Father's prophets. Wake up and hear and receive and act upon the words that you hear in this place. And don't put it off till tomorrow, but begin today. There will be some of the days ahead that will be offended. Because the word will cause offense when it is sown. But let it not be said of you that you'll become offended, but you'll become doers of the word, walking in kingdom authority. For the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So begin to act like a believer. Talk like a believer. Walk like a believer, and carry your head up high, and don't cower in fear, and don't be concerned about your mate who's not involved. You just do what your hand can find to do, and do with all your might, and be faithful, and the Father can take care of your mate or your children. Be faithful, and you'll abound with blessings. Now's not the time to run and hide. Now's the time to run to Jesus. And say, I am willing. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life. Let that be your heart's cry. And you'll be blessed in the days ahead. And you'll minister life and healing to many. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for these faithful people that have heard your word. You've equipped them. Some of them don't even know it. Open their eyes to see, Lord God, who they are in Jesus' name. Steve, there's times you go down to the Capitol and sometimes when you move in that circle, you can, you can be intimidated. I don't see you that way. You go down there every time to the Capitol, and you walk in that door, and you know Jesus is behind you. And he's equipped you. And your speech will always be with grace, seasoned with salt. And they'll not be able to resist the wisdom by which you speak. Now, some of you young ones need to get involved with Patriots United Convention of States. I realize you you get among a lot of an older crowd and you think they don't get you. Well, get over it. You're going to have to put up with some stuff for a while until things start moving. Get involved. Pastor, what can I do? I just told you what to do. Well, I got responsibilities. Well, work it out. This is what God's doing in the days ahead. See, I really love Say it. I really love my pastor's wife, but it's the preacher I'm a little concerned about. Oh my, it's strong today. There's an anointing here today. Boy, my my my. Go today, blessed. Go to bed. Ba- go to go to bed. Well, you can go to bed if you want to. Go today knowing who you are. Like, Lonnie, I'm sorry, but Lonnie, you stood up at work. You spoke up. It all worked out, didn't it? Quit being a spiritual wimp. Be the warrior God has called you to be. Is that good, Bobby? He sent us a warrior. Yeah, he was on the wrong side of the tracks for a while, but you can't take the warrior out of him. He told me the other night, when we were talking, he was sincere. He says, Pastor, you know, he shouts. Have you ever been when he first came here, how he shouted? You know, some of you just almost fell out of your chair. But he said, Pastor, I'm not going to keep doing that. I said, you've got to be led by the Spirit. It's time for you to start, some of you to learn how to shout. Yeah. Now she's had that in her. <laughs> I love you, but I'm not going to pastor a church of wimpy Christians. I'm a pastor of a church of warriors. Amen? God bless you. Have a good week. He's done, folks. Let's run out of here now. Get while the getting's good.